Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the palatial show yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Wednesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is the number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You can always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, the athletic director with the Colorado Buffaloes, the man that hired Coach Prime, Rick George, is going to stop by 20 minutes from now, and then coming up in an hour 20 from now, the man that runs Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, will join us. They got Moist Mike making his return along the other way, in addition to maybe the most happiest person on the planet right now, Yesterday, he was Mike McDaniel. Today, he is back to being Stuart Kovacs. And last night, it's funny how these things happen. For whatever it is, and this new schedule, I've been getting used to it. I'm going to bed earlier. I'm not staying up to like 2, 3 in the morning like I used to do when I was working later here on CBS Sports Radio. And for whatever the reasons were, I just couldn't go to sleep last night. So I'm perusing the internet. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. You know, doing some post-show clips, things like that. And out of nowhere, I saw a tweet from Adam Schefter. And when you see a tweet that says so-and-so got fired with the way that Twitter is operated these days, X, whatever you want to call it, I go, eh, that's probably a fake account. That's someone that paid for verification. They wanted to get a, a rise out of a bunch of us, change their name to Adam Schefter, and it's not real. And then you go to Adam Schefter's account, and it's like, oh, wow, this is actually his account. This has whatever, 11, 12 million followers that Adam Schefter does have. And the news was by now, as everyone knows, that Josh McDaniels and David Ziegler have been relieved of their duties, a.k.a. they were fired as the head coach and general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. My first reaction was, finally, Mark Davis did something positive. He finally made a logical move. Now, with that being said... Even though I was the guy that got on the radio yesterday and I advocated for them to be fired and I said you'd be the biggest buffoon to bring back Josh McDaniels next year, I was legitimately concerned about the future of the Raiders and if Josh McDaniels would actually be allowed 
to coach this team to start next season. Because I wasn't sure how long his his deal was. It comes out now that it was six years. I thought it was five years. But when you're paying John Gruden whatever you're paying him from the settlement, and then you're going to have to pay Josh McDaniels to not coach the team and now find a replacement, I was operating under the belief that you may have to bite the bullet and you may have to basically just say you're cheap and stick uh, around and hold on to Josh McDaniels for at least the start of next season. Now, that is what bad organizations do. And the Raiders are a bad organization. So even when they do something positive, even though it will elicit a big, exuberant, joyous response, I was still startled by it, and I was still surprised by it. And now in the immediate aftermath, okay, you name Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, so be it, it's an audition. We'll see what happens with it. I don't think he'll get the job next year because Rich Basaccia was just in this position two years ago when John Gruden got into his issues. Rick Basaccia kicked ass, take names, and he didn't even get the job, and they settled on Josh McDaniels. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I expect Antonio Pierce, who now gets the first opportunity at it, to become the full-time replacement when you start Raiders football next year. But when you go through the details of this, you always know that there's a bad situation with the Raiders, but you never know where it comes from. And this one seemed like it was the owner in Mark Davis who was supporting Josh McDaniels. That's what it appeared to be. And deservedly so, the players were annoyed and they were irate because you have guys like Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Max Crosby who are three of the top 20 players in the league. And you saw the report last week where they had a team meeting leading up to this game on Monday Night Football where they lost in embarrassing fashion to the Detroit Lions and the score doesn't even indicate how bad of a game it was for the Raiders. And at the end of that report, I even chuckled on it on the air on Monday when they're like, oh, people thought this was a positive meeting and everyone came together to air their grievances. And I'm like, that doesn't add up. You had players that were visibly frustrated. You had players who basically had an open forum to just trash the coach, trash the GM, trash the culture with the Raiders. And you're telling me with the egos and the alphas that we deal with in the NFL and how there's no future for the Raiders after one meeting, this was all going to be solved. And now there's positive momentum leading into that Lions game. Bull crap. And it went right away, whatever positive momentum there was, which was none. It went right away when you get embarrassed on Monday night football and Josh Jacobs isn't getting the ball enough. Devontae Adams got missed twice when he was wide open by Jimmy Garoppolo and he's throwing his helmet down on the sideline And after the game, you have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, two proud human beings, two alphas, two dogs, two elite studs. They were so dejected. They were demoralized. And if you wanted to sell me that there was hope and there was optimism and maybe this meeting what was going to change the tenure of Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, if those things were actually true and if those things were actually believable, After one game and the first game after that meeting, there wouldn't have been dejection being displayed to the level as if it looked like you lost a family member and that blank stare that you have when we've all gone through that from Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Because they know as long as Josh McDaniels is there, 
this situation in Las Vegas cannot be fixed. So now he is out. You also got to see Mark Davis, so we'll get to him in just a second how much of a problem he is. But Mark Davis, even after a win, was showing frustration. Like, we're talking about how they handled this after a loss against Detroit, which led to the firing of Josh McDaniels. But I was reading an article in The Athletic this morning that said after a win up against Green Bay, you had Mark Davis, who was visibly frustrated and had a a heated meeting and a contentious meeting with Josh McDaniels. Think about that. Now, I know it's not hard to remember all the victories for the Raiders because there's very few of them on the season. There's only three. But they start off the year with the win against Denver. Then they get embarrassed against Buffalo. They lose to Pittsburgh, where the coach had no clue what he was doing towards the end of the game and took a field goal, which I still don't get what he was doing. You lose to the Chargers. And then after a three-game losing streak to get your second win of the season against the Green Bay Packers, your owner is frustrated after a win. If that's the most Raider thing ever, then I don't know what the most Raider thing ever is. Because it's almost as if Mark Davis doesn't have a a touch and isn't in touch with reality. Like you would think an owner who has been embarrassing, an owner who doesn't have a lot of wins attached to his resume, an owner where it feels like, what, every two years they are hiring a new coach? He would celebrate these wins. And I somewhat give him credit And it shows how toxic and ugly and nasty this was behind the scenes and how McDaniels just didn't relate to anyone on the roster where even after a win, and I get it, it wasn't pretty. It was only 17-13 to against the Packers, and they're no good. You had your owner upset with the coach, and they had somewhat of a heated meeting. So this is a great day for Raiders fans. Josh McDaniels is out. I'm looking at Stu right now. I've never seen Stu smile like this in my life. He is so happy. This is almost as if the Raiders just won a Super Bowl. And when you're that bad and you're that lowly of a franchise and you've been that pathetic, it's days like this when you move on from incompetence where you could finally smile and finally jump up and down like a fat kid in a candy store. With that being said, though, Raiders fans, yeah, it's... Out with Josh McDaniels, but Mark Davis is still the owner of this team. And in right now, the immediate aftermath of this fiesta, that reality will settle in. And you have to be reminded that Mark Davis is still the one that's making the next decision. So it's great that Josh McDaniels is out. That guy was terrible. That guy was awful. That guy was brutal as a head football coach. But now you still need to rely on Mark Davis to make the right hire. And Mark, you don't need to listen to a talk show host, but at this rate, it may behoove you to listen to me in terms of who you should hire as your next coach. Because whatever you've done for the last decade, ever since your dad has passed away, has just been marinated in just incompetence. It's been marinated in jackassery, and it's been marinated in losing. So even though it seems crazy to listen to a talk show host, you may as well listen to me because I got three names that should get calls to become the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Number one, the man that's coaching Michigan right now that's dealing with his scandal in Jim Harbaugh. I don't care what happened at college, at Michigan, the scandal, all that stuff. The facts are Jim Harbaugh in the NFL in four years as a head coach went to three NFC title games and also went to a Super Bowl. You would dream for one championship game appearance at this rate if you're the Raiders. Number two, 
Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. It is embarrassing that that man doesn't have a head coaching job yet. What he's done the last three seasons on a big stage in Cincinnati, we don't appreciate Lou Anarumo enough because what we do in the sports talk world, all we do is talk about the head coach and the quarterback. Let's give some credit to that great Cincinnati Bengals defense. And then number three, if you could turn the direction of the Detroit Lions around and if you could provide a competent offense and you could get Jared Goff to appear like he's a franchise quarterback, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, would be a good name. Those were the first three names last night when I couldn't fall asleep and I see this immediate news from Adam Schefter that David Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are fired. My thoughts went, wow, I'm surprised they actually did it now. Great for Stu. And then it was, all right, how do you find a way to rectify not just this mess, this catastrophe that's been going on for the last 10 years with the Raiders? Because the Raiders used to be a proud franchise. The Raiders fan base, it is amazing how they still keep on going back for more pain and more suffering, and they have great fans, and they deserve better. We go to events all around the country, whether it's uh, the draft, the Super Bowl, any NFL event, there's always Raiders fans. Like, you expect them at the draft because they're picking high up each and every year, but at the Super Bowl, you always have great Raider fans there, and you could tell. They're imploring the sports gods, pretty please, let us get back to the promised land one day. And now this becomes the biggest hire in Mark Davis's life. He has to get this right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he will get it right, but it should be easy. Harbaugh and Arumo Johnson. That's where you start, and you see where you go from there. And hopefully someone's willing to take the job too, because that's another thing. Uh, the teams come calling. There's going to be a lot of jobs open. How attractive do we view the Raiders? I'm going to let you in on a little breaking news. Outside of living in Las Vegas and the money that comes with the contract, it's not that much of an attractive job. Stu, I want to go to you because I know you were sleeping. I sent you a text, and then I guess Stu rolled over at like 4.35 in the morning because Stu goes right to Twitter, and you were shocked, and you were like, finally, thank God that this thing finally happened. You even said it yesterday. You were expecting and preparing just like how I was that the, this organization would find a way to go against logic and go against doing the right thing and they would end up bringing McDaniels back for next year. So enjoy this celebration. It's an open mic policy right now for Stuart right. Kovacs. I need to hear your true thoughts, you being the Raider fan of this show. Yeah, it was actually my cat that woke me up to, to feed her. So ah. that, that's why I woke up at 4 o'clock. Good and little I, kitty. Yeah, and I saw Twitter. I saw like eight text messages, one of them being from you. And I, I was elated, very happy. Doesn't obviously change anything really for this year. That doesn't, you know, oh, they go to McDaniels. They're not Super Bowl contenders or something like that. But... I was worried. I thought they were going to hold on to Ziggler and McDaniels for a third year. And the fact that they at least move on now, get the ball rolling for next year, we'll see what happens. I, I would love Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh would That's be the, the guy. Name. Any of those three names you mentioned I think would be very good, a good start. But, yeah, it's it's Mark Davis, and that's the question. Is he going to hire the right guy, which he really has not yet? Well, eventually you got to get it right. Even Mendoza found a way to put a few balls into the outfield time and time again. You know, eventually... You have to find a way to get it right. And I hope for you that this is the moment that they actually get it right. Now, say, you hear me say, I hope. I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I, if you expect the Raiders to get it right, I have a bridge to, to, to sell for you as well coming up at the end of the show. I'm just happy. I, I called my agent 
right when this news happened. And I said, we could hold off the lawsuit because I was contemplating suing the Raiders because I don't like the way that they've been treating Stuart Kovacs throughout the years. I was looking out for you. I was ready to have this big litigious lawsuit against Mark Davis because you've really been down in the dumps. You've looked just terrible the last few weeks and you just look dejected and you go, oh, I have to watch this crap week in and week out. As you said, now it doesn't get necessarily better for this season, but you don't have to keep on getting slapped in the face by the same person. And they got rid of Josh McDaniels and David Ziegler as well. So good for Stu. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate We're all happy. That. Yeah. You know, we just want to bring winners here at CBS Sports Radio. And Samter jumped from a loser to a winner. So I can't get on board with Samter's new choice for a football team. But you're someone that's loyal. You're someone that has stuck with this football team and you could have jumped bandwagons just like Samter. And I want to see you get rewarded with being a winner once again. All right, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. The AD at Colorado, Rick George, will join us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, rocking and rolling on this Wednesday. This is Zach Gelb show coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. We've had Coach Prime on this show Quite a few times in the past. Now let's go out to the guest line and welcome in the man that hired him at Colorado. That's the AD in Rick George. Kind enough to join us on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Colorado has a cool deal going on right now. For $15, you could visit their website and you could get a commemorative ticket from this past season. A few details there. Uh, Rick, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. And how are you? I'm great, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to our conversation. Yeah, so let me start you off with this. We've talked a lot about your program this year, but going back to last year, we did a lot of topics and a lot of days of should Deion Sanders get a power five job in college football? And I've always said, why not? I thought he was going to get hired by the SEC. He lands, though, with you guys. When you were going through this search and trying to build this from the ground up, when did you say to yourself, okay, we need Deion Sanders, and why did you think that? Well, look, um, the first day we started the search, he was number one on the list. Um, so that's where we started and certainly had a lot of other candidates to um, interview and talk to. But um, I know when he and I um, had the opportunity to meet face to face and when I walked out of his house, I knew that this was the guy that we needed to have. 
that he would turn this program around quickly and um, he'd bring an energy level that uh, was necessary and needed uh, for where we were with our program. So it's a two-way street, as you know, just because, right, you want Coach Prime didn't necessarily mean that he wanted you guys. When did you feel, all right, it's going to take two to tangle here, and now we're starting to dance a little bit? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I think from – we we didn't talk a lot. A, a lot of people in these searches talk a lot, but we didn't talk a lot. He was really focused on um, what he wanted to do at Jackson State, and um, I respected that. Um, a lot of text messages, and here's what the field looks like today, and here's the crowd that we have with a a, a one and seven team, and um, things like that. And and uh, you know, we we had some mutual friends that um, um, you know were helpful, and um, you know, here we are. It's a beautiful campus. My sister a few years ago, along with her husband and uh, now my niece, they moved to Centennial, so which is not that far uh, from Boulder, as you know. But if someone, let's say, is listening to you for the first time and they know a lot about Colorado now and they're like, oh, why should I want to come to school here? Why should I want to be a part of this athletic program? What would you tell them about the campus a little bit? Well, look, I mean, there's very few campuses that sit a mile, mile and a half from the Rocky Mountains and uh, have that backdrop. And, you know, if you love outdoors and skiing and hiking and all the things that the rafting and, and those kind of things, this is a great place. The climate's fantastic. Uh, you can get four seasons in one day here. Hmm. Uh, that happens, um, you know, but you can get snow and two days later it's gone. And, um, you know, the summers are great. And, you uh, you know, the fall is um, beautiful and the, the weather's great. So uh, that's one thing, you know, then we've got this great institution that kind of sits in the foothills of the Rockies and, uh, um, you know, it's a great campus, um, uh, great leadership, great academics, and uh, it's a safe community um, and it's a great place to live and to be. And uh, this is my second time back here and um, I'm really happy uh, where we are right now. So when you're building this, as Rick George, the AD of Colorado, joins us right now, I think there's a lot of people that just jump on this season and they forget where you guys were a year ago, only one win. Um, I would imagine that you guys would have signed up for 4-4, four and four, but with how good of a start it was, 3-0, and oh, now some people are starting to doubt Colorado. Where is this program heading? So with that being said, I know that this is a successful season regardless of the, how these final four games go. But how do you kind of look back at this season so far with some good and some bad uh, as you go through a football season? Look, uh, Coach and I have the same expectations, right? Uh, We both wanted to win every game. We wanted to dominate. We wanted to win. That's just who he is and who I am. Uh, Certainly feel good about where we are um, and where we're headed. Um, You know, this is just the start. Uh, I believe in what we're doing, and I believe in what Coach is doing, and um, you know, um, this is just the start of something big, and uh, I think the future is incredibly bright. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to playing Oregon State this weekend and letting the chips fall where they may. But I know we're going to compete. Uh, we're going to get after it, and we're going to have a great sellout crowd. And every every place we played this year, home or away, has been sold out. And and that's kind of a testament to Coach Prime and the interest in him. And you know, are there people that want us to fail? Of course. Um, but there's also a lot of people that want us to succeed, and we're seeing that with viewership numbers and um, crowds that we're seeing every place that we play. So this is the question that I'm sure you've already been asked 9,000 times already this season, and it happens when you're winning and you're having this excitement like we're talking about, and it's a compliment to what you guys have done this year at Colorado. 
But how do you make sure that Coach Prime stays more than just a year or two and he's here for, for a few years in Colorado? Look, we, we had a, um, you know, before he got here, we, we had a, a really candid discussion about what Colorado was, what we had, what we didn't have. Um, and I, I think having those discussions and, and trusting each other from the start is important. Um, I think our relationship, um, you know, we'll have those discussions about what, what are the needs that we have. Uh, and my job is to make sure that he has, has the resources necessary uh, to win a national championship and to win a Big 12 championship next year and uh, those kind of things. And so, um, you know, I have high expectations uh, that he'll be here for uh, a, a while. And I would hope that he would be here uh, for a long time because I think he'll set win records uh, here and he'll do some uh, things that haven't been done uh, at Colorado in a long time. For you, I'm just wondering on a, on a personal level, and, and I know that you could probably answer this question by saying a lot, but what have you really learned from Coach Prime just being around him for this past year or so? You know, what I've learned is, um, you know, he is who he is, and I embrace that. Um, he's authentic. Uh, he's real. Uh, he says what's on his mind, um, and and I support that. And I think that's important. I mean, he's a he's a guy that um, has uh, great core values uh, for himself. And it's about family, faith, um, accountability, discipline, all of those things that um, speak to me. And, um, you know, um, I, I've, I've learned a lot from him. He stays the course. Um, you know, he addresses issues, good or bad, doesn't shy away from them. And I think that's important. Yeah, that's why, like, when he made the comment last week about the offensive line, I was like, people don't remember the first speech to the team. He, he's going to do things his way, and he doesn't apologize for it, no sh nor should he, because it's worked out so far. Like, yeah, you got to develop players. He knows how to develop players, but in the world of the transfer portal right now, it'd be foolish to not try to really dive deep in there and get as many talented players as possible. No, look, I mean, you know, that was about the only thing that I was surprised at was his conversation with the team the first time. Um, you know, I was like, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that kind of set the tempo for where he was going, and I appreciate that. And and there were some people that took offense to that. But, um, you know, that's who he is. He's a winner. He's, he's going to win here. Uh, you know, but the thing that um, is great about him is he wants to develop these young men to be great citizens – when they're done playing football, whether it's at Colorado or in the NFL. And, um, you know, he spends a lot of time on that. And um, and I think that's important, too. And, and it's not just about wins and losses. It's about developing young men. And he tells their parents that and, and he does what he says he's going to do. And um, gosh, who, who wouldn't want that? I know he said that he doesn't have interest in coaching in the NFL. But just because he says that, a lot of times people don't listen. You know, NFL teams are going to come calling. Do you genuinely believe that he will never consider the NFL when they come calling this offseason? Look, you know, I believe what he says. Um, and, you know, that's that's in the almost a year now that uh, we've known each other, a little more than a year that, that we've known each other now. Um, you know, he does what he says he's going to do. And, and if, if that's what he says, I believe him. And, um you know, let's let's move on to the next thing. And, you know, for us, it's about Oregon State this weekend. And, and we've got three more games. Recruiting's coming up. And, um, and, and again, the future, uh, as I look at it, is extremely bright. Rick George, before we let you run, i got a few more things that I want to ask you. The AD sure. at Colorado, 
Uh, we all have read about what happened at the Rose Bowl this past week in the locker room when your players were playing. They had items, jewelry that was stolen. Just what did you say to your kids afterwards? And I know it was a road game, but how do you try to prevent these things from happening moving forward? Look, we'll, we'll tighten up our security. And look, the Rose Bowl is a, a first-class organization. And, you know, whatever our student-athletes lost, we'll make sure that, um, you know, that we make sure that they're whole uh, when this is all done. And it's really hard with, with personal items. But, again, um, you know, we're going to do uh, what's right for our student-athletes. And it's unfortunate, um, you know, that that happened. But, you know, we'll, we'll focus on – you know, moving ahead and, and um, you know, we'll make sure that we tighten up our security when we're on the road and, and we'll tighten it up at home uh, for our opponents as well, because we certainly don't want that to happen to one of our guests. Um, I remember when you were in this interview process and you had these conversations with Coach Prime, I think last year, I remember you saying you were on the college football playoff selection committee, so you'd be flying and then you eventually got the phone call and you had a very good flight on your way to one of these meetings I'm just wondering, what are those meetings like? Because we all see the rankings come out last night and people are like, oh, is this done to get a reaction out of people? You've been a part of those meetings. How do you kind of describe that scene inside the college football playoff committee uh, war room, I guess you could say? Well, what I would tell you is that, you know, everybody's focused. Everybody has uh, uh, different opinions and, and, you know, we all come to the conclusion at the end about, you know, what, what's the right thing and, and, you know, and we get criticized a lot, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think the work of that committee in the 10 years that they've uh, been out there, um, their work at the end of the end of the year and everybody reacts to the first one, but uh, their work at the end of the year always proves to be uh, pretty solid. What's been your reaction to the scandal that has hit college football right now with this Michigan sign stealing scheme right now? Well, look, I mean, you know, I don't know what to say to that, you know, because you don't know the facts and you don't know everything that's out there. And certainly, you know, when the dust settles, I think we can all uh, have our own opinions. But um, I know Ward Manuel is uh, is a good man at, at Michigan and the athletic director. And, and as always, he'll do the right thing. And. Uh, we'll let the NCAA and the Big Ten figure out, you know, all of that and and where that goes. All right. Uh, before we let you run, we now live in a world where it's like you only get tickets on on your phones. Like I go to a Super Bowl now and I go, oh, I, I missed the big ticket. You go to a big game and, and you don't get those tickets. So it's neat what you guys are doing with this commemorative ticket for this season and also the uh, 100th season and uh, Coach Prime's first season. So tell people a little bit more about it. Well, there's the ticket right oh, there. Oh, Nice. Uh, that's the first one. So we have a different one for every game. And and with it being the 100th year of Folsom Field and uh, the, the beginning of Coach Prime era, we, we thought it was important to have a hard ticket that our fans could get. And, um, and you know, we think uh, there will be a lot of interest in that. We have a different um, uh, person on the, on the ticket each game, and there's different um, former athletes that are on that. And then there's some history – behind that game that's on the back of that ticket. So, the you know, the people that want to buy those tickets, we're making them available on our, our website because old people like me um, <laughs> like to have things in, in hard form. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited about that ticket, and I think our fans will, will really enjoy, um, you know, having these tickets from this year. Last thing I'll ask you, no one really knew what to expect from this team this season. When you get off to a 3-0 and start, people expect a bowl game. Now you're four and four with four games remaining. 
if you don't win two more, you don't get ball eligibility, would you consider this year a disappointment? No. Um, I, I think this year, um, you know, um, Coach brought a team together in a short period of time, and I think what he's done already has been significant. Um, and I think what we'll do in the next four games and in recruiting will set us up again for the next year. And, um, you know, we're going to go out there every game and expect to win. And uh, if we don't, we'll we'll find out why we didn't and we'll make the fixes and we'll go on to the next one. But, um, you know, I'm just excited about the future. I'm excited about these last four games. And um, I believe that we'll be in a bowl game. All righty. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. It's been really fun talking about your program. Excited to see what happens these next four games. Hopefully we get a bowl game. And he, of course, is Rick George, the AD at Colorado. Rick, thanks so much for doing this. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it, Zach. You got it. There he is, Rick George, the AD from Colorado. A really good conversation with him. And we've got to talk to uh, Coach Prime right when the season started. Now we get a chance to talk to the AD in Rick George. All righty. We will take a break when we come on back. The college football playoff rankings did come out last night. I'll give you my reaction. The team that's in the number one spot, I understand why, but I do not think they're the best team in the country. We'll get into that conversation when we return. Update time first. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's time to ask the pros where you're the listener gets to ask us a question, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, three things real quickly. Number one. I don't know if you guys went into the newsroom during the break, but there is a big, and I mean a big bucket of candy. So someone's kid or someone maybe had too much Halloween candy and no one, because they're probably crappy neighbors, came to their Halloween house uh, yesterday to get the candy. They brought a ton of candy into this studio. And I'm shocked that the most candy in terms of the item, the individual item that was available was a Kit Kat bar. Now, that's good for me, as Stu has one right now, and he's showing it on the stream. I just stuffed my face with two Kit Kat bars during the break. But I was looking in that entire bucket, and yesterday I had my number one ranking. Kit Kat bar was in the top five. I think it was actually number two. But my number one ranking was Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And I just feel good about putting that at number one because I went through that entire bucket. I could not find one Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So it means to me that people that got into the office earlier in the day, was that you, Stu? It was not me. It was uh, someone here by the name of Anthony Gallo, who I believe took five or six uh, Reese's. uh, That bastard. He also posted on social media. So uh, that's. He uh, took all the Reese's? It assumes that way, yeah. I did not see any Reese's when I got here. Um, apparently mm. those came later on in the day. And then by the time I looked again, they were gone. So I'm within so like a four upset. hour span, he took all of them. Like how you were feeling before the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. I went to the bucket and I'm like, Oh, there's going to be some good Reese's peanut butter cup. 
And then I said, oh, what is this? Like being a Raiders fan right now? Because there was nothing there. And I had high expectations. And then I was just severely disappointed. So Gallo did a little five-finger discount. And with that big mid of his, scooped right into that bucket and grabbed all the Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, he is selfish. He is really selfish. I love myself some Anthony Gallo. Very nice guy. But a selfish pig since he just took all the Reese's peanut butter cups. That's not nice. And, and I've taken him to a baseball game before. You know, I, I bought him a few drinks. We've had some fun, all that stuff. He didn't think about Zach Gelb in the afternoon. Oh, let me be a good co-worker and leave some Reese's peanut butter cups. And also, it's bad office etiquette. You, someone was nice enough to bring in free candy. There is an office here that gets going from 6 a.m. And people are here all throughout the day. You got to think about the people that arrive later and not just take all the Reese's peanut butter cups and go up. All you other guys are, and, and girls are, are SOL. You're not surprised, though, Samter. Not only am I not surprised, I mean, you just sound like a like a whining baby. Why? It's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You get here first. You get the candy that you want. I need my You don't get sleep. the candy that you want? Suck it up and deal. Get a Kit Kat. Get a Tootsie Roll. Okay. Get something else. That's fine. I know where you You're keep all your food. I know where you keep all your food. Right in that drawer. You're an adult. Right in that studio. Right, right in that desk. I know where you keep all your food. Sometimes when you walk in, when we... Uh, didn't used to work together, and you're like, oh, I used to bring in all these cookies, or I used to bring in all these chips. I got fudge. I got some uh, cappuccino fudge Ooh. and uh, cookies and cream fudge. Yeah, I, I've never told you this. You probably just assumed it. But uh, there's a lot of times I walk right in that newsroom, and Samter, because that is, I, I don't want to say that's your assigned space, but you have marked your territory. Everyone knows that's where you sit. Yeah, anyone who tries to sit there gets a uh, tongue lashing. But there is usually a rule of thumb in radio, if something's out in the open when it comes to food, you expect that to not be there the next day. And I don't know if it's maybe because you're watching your figure, which I don't think you need to do, let me be clear. Um, but with that being said, there's a lot of times where you leave some food out and uh, you brought in some good things. Trader Joe's, you, you shop at, at a lot. I, I, I like what Santa brings into the office. I sure do. I sure do. Santa's going to get like a, a lock on that. He's going to bolt lock it <laughs> so I can't get into all of his uh, food items. Everything's going into my locker. Yeah, very, very disappointed with Anthony Gallo. I thought more of him as a human being and also a friend. That was a mistake. My, uh, yeah, you're, you're probably not wrong. Um, <laughs> hey, we all make bad decisions. I, I made a bad decision trusting Gallo. Um, number two, World Series last night. I, maybe this is because I'm an old soul. And maybe this is because I'm not a huge fan now of how baseball is played. And I liked it better when it was my first true love growing up as a kid. And I know this is not the first time it's happened. But to have a bullpen game. In the World Series. And I know you could get like, I don't know, your Ken Rosenthal's of the world or whoever the, the writers are now that are like, oh, well, it's just part of the way that the game's played and I'm always going to defend Major League Baseball, blah, 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 blah. And maybe Rosenthal's not the right name because, you know, he did lose his job because he was critical of that fraud of a commissioner and Rob Manfraud, who is one more Rangers went away from giving out that piece of metal that he calls the commissioner trophy. And he is the worst public speaker ever out of all the commissioners in Rob Manfraud, and I can't wait to see him just mess up the entire ceremony whenever he gives out the World Series trophy to the Rangers. But I don't know about you, Samter. I know there's not a lot of juice and buzz with this World Series. I don't want to take away, if you're a Rangers fan, this is the greatest time uh, to be alive. But it does, it, 
it was very disappointing last night when you're watching the World Series and I see like Miguel Castro, who used to be a Met, coming out of the pen to to pitch up against Travis Jankowski. Now, I, if, if you would have told me that either of those guys would have been in the World Series, let alone going up against one another, I would have never believed it. And actually, Jank had a good game last night. But having a bullpen game in the World Series, very, very disappointing, uh, if you do ask me. And that's something that shouldn't happen. It's crazy that you get to the World Series and you're like, oh, we got to go with the bullpen game. And the guy that they would have started, who had like a six ERA, he came out of the pen and for like three innings, he did a good job for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So those are just some housekeeping items that I had to take care of. World Series, don't like a bullpen game. Gallo, keep your fat hands and your fat fingers off the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and actually have a, a little bit of a benevolent bone in your body and leave us uh, some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups next year for Halloween. All righty. College football playoff rankings last night. I'm not surprised that the committee put Ohio State as the number one team in the country. I understand to some extent why they put Ohio State the number one team in the country. It's because they beat Penn State. Penn State's ranked 11th. And then they also beat Notre Dame in F15. So you have two top 15 wins. Now, if you go back to those games, Notre Dame game, Notre Dame should have won it. They only had 10 guys on the field at the end. That's their own fault. Give credit to Ohio State. They took advantage of it. But prior to that, Notre Dame dropped an easy interception. So Ohio State was lucky to win that game. Now, the game against Penn State, Ohio State was clearly the better team. They had the better defense. Maserati Marv, as Gus Johnson calls him, is the best non-quarterback in the country. But when I watch Kyle McCord, my biggest concern for Ohio State is I don't think he's going to be able to put it all together in the biggest game of the season. I don't believe Ohio State is the best team in the country. I understand why the committee put them there in at number one, but I do believe, and I've said this before, that right now there's five teams better than Ohio State in college football this year. In no order, Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, and then the two Pac-12 teams in Washington and Oregon. And isn't it funny to me where the Ohio State fans are going to tell you, well, we have two top wins uh, um, in the top 15, well, like Washington, I know they haven't won pretty the last two weeks, but you have Georgia in it too, and Georgia's had some games that haven't been pretty wins this year against eh, opponents. Washington does have a victory against the team that was ranked in there at number six, which is Oregon. And Oregon just beat the snot out of Utah, which is in at 18. So it's like, I look at the rankings, they're never consistent. If you're going to tell me Ohio State is in at one, because they have two top 15 wins, then how is a team that's undefeated in Washington and a team in Washington that plays right now in the preeminent conference in college football for this season in the Pac-12, not at least bare minimum in the top four? That just doesn't make sense to me. And don't give me this nonsense, oh, well, they struggled the last two weeks. We see a lot of teams struggle. They still won the damn game. So ultimately, I do think Georgia and Michigan, just for starters, will leapfrog Ohio State. I do believe Georgia's going to go undefeated win the SEC. I think Michigan's going to go undefeated. They'll beat Penn State. They'll beat Ohio State. They'll win the Big Ten championship game. So you have Georgia, Michigan, one and two. Whoever wins the Pac-12, assuming if it's between Washington and Oregon, they deserve to be in the college football playoff. I think the committee, though, sent the message to Florida State. Because Florida State, who I like a lot, and I think Jordan Travis is incredible, one of the toughest quarterbacks in the country. Mike Norvell is a phenomenal coach. And they beat LSU's at 14. I know Clemson's not in the top 25. Duke's not in the top 25. So those wins didn't age well. But in the first rankings to be undefeated 
and you're in at four, and you have some teams behind you like Washington and Oregon that could easily leapfrog you. I think the committee basically said last night to Florida State, you don't win out. You don't win the ACC as an undefeated champion. It's not a lock that you're going to make the college football playoff. Because some did say, all right, one loss, you win the ACC, they'll still get in. I don't know if that's going to be the case. So it's going to be exciting to see how this does pan on out. But those six teams, one through six, even if they got the order wrong, I do think they are the six best teams in college football. It's just funny, and this is why we love college football, and I get why the committee put Ohio State one, but if I was doing the rankings, I would have put Ohio State six because I think the teams that were right after them, two through six, are better than them with what I've watched this year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.